The Rays did it, Ulysses. They won a game. They did it. I, I, I can't believe it, but they did. It's July, and they won a game. <sighs> We're so happy. Tyler Glassman was awesome. Pete Fairbanks was, was awesome, too. Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Race podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Race. You can also follow us on the social medias at Locked On Race and email us anytime. We are always taking and accepting mailbags, voice memos, what have you, LockedOnRays at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM as well. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays defeat their Citrus Series rivals, the Miami Marlins, by a score of 4-1 to one at the Trop. The Rays improve to 62-42, and 42, and the Marlins fall to 54 and 48 and Ulysses as you mentioned off of the jump Tyler Glass now among others was impressive fantastic amazing going seven strong innings one earned run eight strikeouts two hits and two walks seemingly had everything working particularly the fastball where he was able to locate it up down glove side get called strikes, get swings and misses, and then complement that with the slutter and curveball and his other offerings. And that's what you need. That's what we talked about with the starting pitchers. Glass now especially is we need you to start going six and two-thirds, seven. Get us to the seventh inning so you can lessen the load the pressure and the window for teams to pounce on what has been a shaky bullpen. It's good to know that Tyler Glass now is a fan of Locked On Rays. I just have to say that. Oh, yeah. Tyler, thank you for listening. You're always uh, you always have a, an open door policy here at the show. He listened to last to, to to yesterday's program. We said need Tyler Glass now to get that length in to be that stopper to just kind of carve up this Marlins lineup. Boom! That's exactly what happens. This is probably his best outing of the year. Um, and that's exactly what they need to now do. Look, nobody's asking these pitchers to do more than they can. Right. But given the state of the offense slash their opponents um, in front of them right now, unfortunately, that, that's that's the game. You guys have to be the ones that step up, and, and, and he's, he was able to do that. Um, by the way, before we get too in-depth into the recap of, of it all, how do you feel about Citrus Series? Um, is it is it dumb? Is it funny? Is it you don't care? Is it an indifference? Because with the Marlins, I do like them as a franchise. I, you know, I, I feel like this the there is no real rivalry. I want to win it. Um, but I, I I like the Marlins. I've always liked the Marlins. You know, like it's never like a oh, those damn fish. You know, it's never like that for me. I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same way. No, I think uh, it's 
it's more indifference than anything. If you have a situation where both of these teams are competitive year in, year out, making the playoffs year in, year out, then it might be a different story. But it's been the Rays that have been extremely dominant in the Citrus series. So that maybe causes it to lose a little bit of the luster. I wouldn't want to see it go away. I think it's always fun to to play the Marlins and play a National League team and and see how both franchises shake up. And I do think it is interesting, maybe more so now than it has been previously in the sense that the Marlins now have some notable former Rays players on their roster or former Rays farmhands on their roster, you know, from Joey Wendell to Jesus Sanchez. And I think I'm missing a, a guy or two out there, but it's definitely not like, oh my gosh, Citrus Series, let's get hyped up for it. Uh, it, it certainly did not have the pizzazz of, the Rays facing this year, the Orioles or the Rangers or another uh, AL East foe, or I don't think it's as notable as facing the Astros later on this weekend either. Um, But I will say I do like these two game series spurts in the sense of that is bookended by Rays off days. And if the Rays win tonight, then they can legitimately say, Hey, we have a series sweep. Whether it's two games, three games, four games, five games, seven games, they at least can put that on their mantelpiece, if you will. Yeah, a series sweep. If it's a two-game or if it's a four-game, it doesn't matter. It was a series, was it not? And it was a sweep, was it not? So, yeah, I agree 100% with you. If they're able to to get it done tonight, Zach Eflin goes tonight, correct? Uh, This afternoon, yes. Zach Eflin versus Sandy Alcantara and... You may say, oh, my gosh, Sandy Alcantara, what are the Rays going to do? But Alcantara has not been his normal self from prior iterations. He's getting babbipped a little bit. Uh, His left on base percentage is uh, lower than it's been in years past. His strikeout rate's down. His walk rate's up. His home run rate is up. And voila, you get a 4.7 ERA out of that. But he is an innings eater, and he can go off when the occasion uh occurs so he's definitely not a guy to take lightly but it's not um i I would think again just on paper the rays and zach eflin should have the advantage here yeah zach eflin has been pitching great so uh, i i agree with you um that they should have the edge but again uh it's an afternoon game i know you hate those kevin i know you hate those uh but perhaps there's some luck in there that the boys can actually get a day and a half of yes. rest, which would be very nice for them. Everybody's been been. We've all been talking about the schedule and how it has been nuts for them this whole year. Uh, and so maybe there's some type of normalcy coming up for them. You know, they can get a happy trip, right? Because they're going to Houston, so they get a, a nice flight back home if they win. And they can rest up, eat some barbecue. I would eat some barbecue in Houston. I don't know. You've gone to Houston before, and and I'm I'm sure you've had some. Yes, the barbecue is amazing in Dallas, Frisco, Houston, wherever it may be. The weather is also great there as well, and hopefully the Rays can bring a couple of W's with them. Uh, We do have more to discuss about this game because while you look on paper, say, oh, 4-1 victory, what's so special about that? But there were some interesting occurrences and maybe some things to build off for the Rays aside from what Tyler Glass now did aside from what Pete Fairbanks did. We'll get to that, all of that. But first we have to tell you this, Uh, do you want to, or, or do you want the chance to win more money with less picks? Of course you do. So, 
head over to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. On Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Maybe Brandon Lau is a candidate for sleeper in the coming days. We'll see. So get your picks right, and you could win big. Like I said, uh, there are a bevy of stat categories to place contests on. Home runs, triples, stolen bases, and on and on it goes. So use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. We always like that. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Be sure to see sleepers terms of use for details. They are currently operational in over 30 states. So check out sleeper today. All right. So Ulysses besides Tyler glass now going seven, he also went seven in his last start and mm-hmm. at least six in his start before that. So maybe it was a, um, progressive buildup for him coming back from injury. So based on what we saw last night and we're starting to see, um, hopefully this is a trend and a theme for him to be more like vintage glass. Now when he's healthy, of course. Uh, and then Pete Fairbanks yeah. uh, dialing up the hundred mile per hour fastballs to garner the save Jason Adam. Uh, he can, uh, thank, the lucky stars on Jose Siri and Luke Rayleigh and others for uh, helping to bail him out there. Aside from all that, what else, if anything, stuck out from this contest? There are a couple of things. Number one, like you said, the Jose Siri catch uh, as a just coming into the game too. Just coming I mean, into the game, he can make catches like that seemingly in his sleep. Kevin Kiermeyer, who? Jose Siri, there you go. Yeah, I mean, he does give you KK Peak 2015 vibes, the the, the easiness of, of these plays that he makes. Um, and like you yeah, defensive replacement, that, that's not easy. That's not easy coming in cold from a game and doing it. And we're doing it without the dreads. What they happened are gone. There? Yeah. They're gone. And they oh, won. Yeah. The curse of the dreads has been a talk on anti social media. I mm. believe they went like 5 and 16 or something like that. After the whole dreads thing, so I, I could see how they would be distracting, especially when you're swinging or chasing after a fly ball. Maybe a little extra weight, you can't move as swimmingly. I know with uh, running backs in the NFL, not saying it, it slowed guys down, but players who do have dreadlocks, you do have the risk of those dreadlocks getting pulled and tethered in all different. Oh directions. yeah, that would and, suck. Yeah, that very would very painful. Like on a so, tackle or something that that they would you know get get. Yeah. Pulled down by them. Oh, that would suck. Um, yeah, so, um, so Jose Siri, hopefully sands dreads. Maybe that will elevate his on base percentage 40 or 50 points. Let's get above 300 folks. Please. That would be nice again. And not crapping on Jose Siri. He is the clubhouse leader in home runs right now with the big two. Oh, in addition to his defensive prowess. No, that no, no. Very difficult to, to have those in concert, a guy who can make any and every play from the center field position while leading the team in home runs. That, I don't think, that does I, not come around every day. I don't think you're crapping on Jose Sierra at all. I think we're crapping on everybody else saying, hey, 
Jose Siri is leading in the home run category, people. Where are you? Josh Lowe, Randy Rosarena, Isaac Paredes, Brandon Lau. Get it going. Yeah. The, the, the defensive wizard is actually leading the team in home runs. So, yeah, maybe maybe that, that, that'll, that'll get them going. No, another thing uh, that I liked about the game was in the second inning, they have already a run uh, in. It's 1-0. Uh, I believe it was man on first and third or first and second. I forget. I think first and third. Yeah, Margot was on third. Josh was on first. Beth and Coors up to bat. He gets a walk. Mm-hmm. Very good walk. I like that walk. You know, Beth and Coors is not a guy that's going to be uh, getting uh, so many walks as you would hope uh, with his power component. Um, it's not... I, I, and, I, and I think it's not because pitchers are not usually uh, trying to get off the zone. It's just that he chases um, quite a bit. He just, or if he doesn't chase, it's that's not his mo uh, right. to to wait up for that uh, for that walk. So that walk was very important because it set up uh, Yanni Diaz uh, to get that that big hit to kind of not open the game up. Uh, because a 3-0 should not open the game up. But when you're facing a team that's won one out of their last nine games, and it's not a very offensively um, prowess team like the Miami right. Marlins, uh, then, yeah, maybe maybe putting a, a three runs up by the end of the second inning, it's like, okay, at least our side can breathe. We, we, we're giving our boy Tyler Glass now some some room to breathe and by yes. the way i have i have just looked this up and he does chase a lot so i i was right i just didn't i again like i said the other day we don't just talk here on this show we we show numbers christian bethencourt is on the well you know what okay a little trivia on this morning what percentile do you think christian bethencourt lies in chase percentage chase rate uh i would say oh this is on savant so is chase yeah. percentage uh, probably bottom 10% of the league. And I would venture to guess that Jose Siri is also right on the dial with him, more or less. Well, uh, Christian Bethencourt is on the first percentile, people. It is as a blue as you could possibly get. And the walk rate is at 3%, so also not good. Uh, and Jose Siri on the other side, uh, let's see. Chase rate is on the eighth percentile. And walk rate is in the 22nd percentile. So, yeah, mm. both guys that do not like to take their walks. Uh, but uh, that's my that's my machine, Siri, that gets awake every time I say Jose's name. So sometimes yeah. you might just have to say Jose while recording this show. Um, but, no, that I think that walk was really important um, because it sets up Yandi. It just gives you a little bit of a – you take the baton. Yes. Like, hey, let's, let's oh, keep yeah. it working. Yeah. And that's the thing about Yandi Diaz. He – is not only a rally starter, but a rally finisher as well, whether he's hitting a base hit the other way, a double or a home run. And I'll be really curious to see what the diagnosis is with that groin tightness, because that is unfortunate considering he's, uh, I don't even think it's arguable. He is one of the top five, top 10 players or hitters in all of MLB, at least this season. He is fifth in batting average. He is sixth in on-base percentage. He is eighth in OPS and surprisingly, maybe he is 16th in all of baseball and slugging percentage 
as well. Um, so hopefully it's just a, a day or two of rest and that gets him back in the fold. He's been relatively healthy this season. I mean, playing 86 of 104 games this season, we've seen uh, more injury heavy seasons for Yandi. Um, but I think the reason or one of the reasons that the Rays were confident in giving him a multi-year deal was because the last two seasons he had played at least 130 games. So if you can get, you know, between 135 to 140 games from Yandi Diaz, sign up for that every day and twice on Sunday. So um, hopefully it's a very limited absence um, for him because clearly he's very, he might be the team MVP when it's all said and done this year. A hundred percent. And, you know, you, you talk about him being a little bit more uh, healthy on, on, on the, on the field this year. Also not playing third as much. Yeah. I think that's a byproduct as well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's definitely a factor. Uh, So yeah, you're right. Hopefully it's not nothing big. We already mentioned the, the, the fact that it's an early game plus it's uh, an off day on Thursday. So maybe that gives them uh, time to just, Hey, he's definitely not going to be in the lineup today. He gets the rest day and maybe, you know, that they take Friday off and so they can give him like three straight days of rest, um, which would be kind of helpful. Now, the last thing I want to point out was the running um, game last night. I believe it was three outs made at third. Am I correct? I believe that is correct. Yes. And I will say, um, I think that is a little bit of the Rays MO is not to get out at third every time, but when you have a two, three run lead and you're slightly in the driver's seat is to push the pedal to the metal and be a little bit more aggressive, but you also have to have smart aggressiveness, not silly aggressiveness. I'm with you. Yeah. There I, I will have this. uh, I, I usually don't have this take. Uh, I, I'm always like, hey, let's go aggressive, and and, and uh, that that's fine. Um, the out to third, you're like, oh, come on, one, two, three. That's a lot. But even then, I would usually say, come on, guys, like let's let's clean it up. I'm going to go the other way. I'm glad hmm. that they got out at third. And hold up, stay with me, people. Why am I glad that they got three? Uh, uh, um, they got out at uh, three times at a third. Can you name all the three guys, by the way? Josh, Randy, and Lowe? Uh, I believe it was, and check me on this on YouTube, guys. I said Josh twice. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, X marks the spot on that one. Yeah. Uh, Randy, Manny, and Manny. Luke Rayleigh trying to leg out a triple. Manny, Manny, Manny. It wasn't Josh. Um, and then Randy had the one where, yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, however, usually I would be upset that there were three outs made at third base. Stay with me. I'm glad. Why am I glad? Because they finally, for a while, they haven't looked alive, people. Yeah. They've looked dead on the field. They've looked like they don't care at times. They look like they were just going through the motions. Last night, it looked like they were going for it. Like, we're going to take this. This is ours. We are better. We are going to make that extra uh, uh, step. I, I'll i take that right now. Yeah. Because those three outs, although very uh, unnecessary and sometimes scratching your head like, w, you know, what is going Why? on? Yes. 
I'll take that for, for the context, for the context of what this team is going for, what the fandom has been experiencing as an audience, this whole July that has been dreadful five and 14. I'll take those three outs at third, because we actually finally get to see them trying going for it and, and, and giving the audience some sort of like, Hey, this matters to us. That's understandable, and the old adage is you don't want to make your first or last out at third, and I think the Rays did that two of the three times, at least once, certainly. Um, but I also understand, and for example, like Luke Rayleigh trying to go, trying to turn a double into a triple, you might think, well, why does he really need that third bag? And I understand and can levy with that, but we've seen, and it's happened against the Rays, is Having a runner at third just elevates the pressure points for the defense, for the battery of the pitcher and catcher. Um, guys throw a lot of junk, and it's hard to stay in front of that junk if you're behind the plate. So we see many a pass balls mm-hmm. that happen, um, whoever's fault it is, whether it's the pitcher or the catcher, just a bad bounce, and a guy is able to score from third. So I think that brings – a an added level of of gamesmanship to things. You know what would be a cool thing? With the nastier pitches that are being thrown every day, are wild pitches plus past balls, are they increasing each year now? You know? Usually, I would think so, so, right? Because, I mean, sometimes they're just putting guys out there that has nasty spin rate, nasty stuff. Oh, look at the stuff plus. The location plus, however, is like a cool 32 um yeah that 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 would be very interesting and so that that would make it that you know your percentages of actually scoring from third without having the the ball put in play um you know larger than usual it just happened to the race with pete fairbanks in in uh, in in texas didn't it yeah you you lose in a wild pitch so no I, i i again not ideal in any other context I would be very upset that three outs were made at third today. Considering where we have been in July, I'm glad to see the boys, three different players saying, I need that extra bag. I want that extra bag. The the, the sense, the impetus was nice. Uh, And people might get on us. They might not. I don't know, but we have gone 22 minutes plus in this episode without giving some love and attention to Brandon Lau. First three-hit game in, I think, 74 years. That is the exact number. You might have to check years. on yeah, that. No, 100%, but yeah. the, the multi-hit game plus the bomb on a first pitch, which was a moonshot. So maybe this is the impetus of a Brandon Lau hot streak. God knows he certainly needs one of those. Hey, Brandon Lau, just giving you some, some pointers here capitalize on the first pitch capitalize early in counts we saw it on the home run swing was compact in sync no wasted motion also alternatively he made some really swift maneuvers defensively um showing range going across his body throwing across his body making plays on the shortstop side backside like he was seemingly all over the place and i know brandon lau is never going to win a gold glove but if he makes plays like that um you can stomach uh taylor walls being 
out of commission for a little bit. So hopefully it is starting to come together for Brandon Lau because he clearly, obviously, is a critical piece uh, for this team and and offense. Um, but again, we've seen some. It Brandon Lau is kind of an enigma to me. Sometimes he looks like one of the best players in baseball, and sometimes he looks like one of the worst players in baseball. We've seen him drop a can of corns. We see him, uh, you know, miss breaking balls by three feet. Like, yeah, when he's off, he is off. But when he's on, look out. And maybe this is the start of something. Yeah, hopefully. Look, uh, after you got me with a can of corn, damn it. That was funny. Um, well, that happened, did it not? I mean. Yeah, it does. It does. And it it, it it can be very infuriating. Now, post All-Star, he's had uh, 42 plate appearances. He has two home runs in that time. He's hitting 243 with an on base of 333, a slugging in 486. So that's an 819 OPS. It's a very healthy OPS. But we know that Brandon Lau has a higher ceiling than that but it's nice to see it you know improve uh so it ha- it has been coming on for a while um and you can only hope that this is just him heating up the the motors um now i have never seen brendan lau be on that stretch where we all like brendan lau where the mm-hmm. whole fandom is like oh he's killing it for longer than two months. Uh, three months is a stretch. It's July 26th. So let's say it starts, even though it started uh, uh, like a couple weeks back. Yeah. Let's say that it starts today, July 26th. Let's play a fun game. Three months from now, it would be the end of October. So um, could could he just turn it on and just be this guy? throughout the rest of the of the season plus uh the playoffs we can only hope so if brennan lau were to be the guy that he can be during october it's it would be very difficult for the race to lose games um offensively yeah but um the odds in the history is that if the rays have an extended playoff run brandon lau will go like three for 23 so just saying there's also the 120 uh, at bats in the playoffs that do suggest that he hasn't had the best of luck. Yet. He's got to make the playoff roster. <laughs> oh, people are going to get on you for that, that would be, that would be an interesting dynamic. Oh, he's fine. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he can, he can turn it on and, and, and everything. Um, we need him. We need Brennan Lau to be Brennan Lau. Um, this, this concoction that we have been getting for the last, two years now and it's been two years people 2021 was two years ago um the last two seasons have been just not what has been expected from him and i know that he's probably number one on the list that he hates the production that he's been having so hopefully this is the start of something good and, and, and new for the race and himself all right uh let's see if the rays get the w today We know they need it. Uh, Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you tomorrow.